When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and HornFM.com with the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Yeah, buck ons and buck offs on a Thursday, every Thursday here on B and E. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Our man Nick Shuley in the house this morning for the rest of the way. Wearing his Austin Gamblers hoodie today. Which Represent. Is represents. And, uh, you know, they're great partners of ours. And it's uh, great stuff. Bull riding at its highest level. Team bull riding. And you can see that uh, eight-part docuseries on Prime Video called The Ride. Highly recommended. If you've got some downtime here through the 4th of July weekend, make sure you check that out. Uh, I will tell you again, you, you watch one episode, you'll be hooked. And you'll want to see all of them. It really is one of those. And you get to see a lot of J.J. A lot of J.J. Gotch, the it's handsome man that he is, of course. And um, a lot of a lot of bull riding, for sure. And there's some local ties, no doubt. So check that out. Uh, Nick Shuley with local ties all over the place with Buck-Ons and Buck-Offs. Like, you know, my Buck-On of the Week, I have two of them. One I gave earlier to Brad Stuver, uh, and we talked, if you missed it, in the eight, 7 o'clock hour, we talked to Eric Goodman, who does a great job covering the Austin FC and soccer for Austin Chronicle, the Austin Chronicle. Uh, and he talked about covering Brad Stuver, who for the second consecutive year has been nominated for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award given annually by ESPN during the ESPY broadcast to an athlete who, quote, continuously demonstrated leadership and has created a measured positive impact on their community through sports. What is uh? What has old Steve been doing in the community? Well, I'm not aware of it. Did you not listen to Eric Goodman? He laid that out for us. I he was, was sorry. He was, sleeping. I was, I was, he, uh, he was letting me in, I think. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Ty did sleep on the couch here at the studio last <laughs> night after you guys attended a taping of Austin City Limits Television last night. I'm feeling pretty good. I think I might just start drinking only tequila now. You're coming I'm back. Even, I'm not even hungover. <laughs> You're I'm coming back. Tired. A little tired. Man, Stuver, from what I've heard, just from the, the folks I know who've done a lot in kind of NIL over there at, at, at FC, like he's just apparently just an incredible guy. And he was a guy that was bouncing around to different teams, didn't really have much going on and I don't think they expected much from him and then he turned into like one of the best goalkeepers in all of MLS and he's uh in the and Eric said he's the the nicest and most approachable athlete he's ever been around but he and his wife wow. have started something called the laundry project and uh, they they provide access to the to the underserved to have their get their clothes washed I mean you think of oh, something that's cool I mean you think of, of things we take well, like for granted people well, anybody. Uh, I don't know exactly the inner workings. We're going to have to get Brad on the show, but, man, uh, to be nominated for that, he's the only MLS player ever nominated, um, and we'll see if he wins it this year. But um, he's only been in this community for like three years. I mean, they, 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 he came here when Austin FC came here. I mean, it's not like he's grown up in this community like you have. You've lived your whole life. Ty's lived here his whole life. That's one thing. I've been here for, you know, 30-plus years, so you get involved in, in, in charities where you can and you help where you can. But this guy, just getting here – uh, you, you know, you got to want to go get that involved and uh, pretty darn cool. Man, I'm going to definitely – I want to set something up with, uh, you know, Texas One Fund, and that that sounds like a really cool opportunity or something cool to do. I need to get in touch with them. Yeah, Brad Stuver. Uh, also, I'm going to say my buck on of the week is to Yo- Sho- Shohei Otani. I don't know uh, how else to describe what he does. 
on a night-by-night basis. It's just unbelievable. Um, you know, he's going to be the, the player of the month in baseball this, you know, for the month of June, uh, carrying his team. I mean, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling, again, how easy he makes a really, really hard thing. And it's, it's amazing to be elite as a hitter and, or a position player, right? That's, I mean, we talk about the number, the percentage of perfect games versus games played. It's a, it's a very small percentage of the games. Well, it's a very, very small percentage of the population who become, ever get to that level to be that good at playing third base or playing center field or, you know, hitting, of course. Hitting is a, is a skilled art, and uh, he's mastered that. He's a gold-glove outfielder, but he's also one of the best pitchers in baseball, which is also, I mean, the, the, the percentage, we talk about numbers on how rare he is. You know, his nickname is the Unicorn, and it has been since he was in Japan. Uh, he, he's been doing what he does since he's in high school. Growing up playing baseball, always he's just played all sports. He's one of these guys who did like we, like some of us did when you're 12 years old. He just kept doing it, and it's unbelievable. And that's why people say he's going to wear down or he'll get tired of doing this. It's like when you talk to people close to Shohei, he's like, no, this is just how he is. It's just how he's always been. He's 28 years old now. He's been doing this for 15 years, and it's all he knows. He pitches, then he goes plays outfield, then he DHs and he hits. That's just unbelievable. It really yeah, is. You can't put enough. You cannot put enough. Um, you know adjectives on what you watch from that guy. Uh, and hopefully baseball does it, can do a better job. of It's probably the biggest story in sports right now is what Shohei Otani is doing in Major League Baseball. Because it's almost like since he's come, he's kind of finally gotten his groove, right? He knows all the, all the pitchers. He's gotten to and, – and the hitters because, you know, you got to study, you know, tendencies and things. And that may take you a little bit of a while. Well, it's almost like it's come into to full focus. I also him. didn't realize that in Japan the, pitch, the pitchers pitch every seventh start, not every fifth. I didn't realize that. So, either. like the Singa guy on the Mets, who just came over this year from Japan, yeah, last night was only his second, like fifth, like being the fifth starter. Huh. Can I um, give uh, Can I give a buck off to the New York Mets because you mentioned the Mets? You know that uh, their owner is a rich guy. All the owners are rich guys. His name is Michael or Steve Cohen. Largest MLB team payroll ever: three hundred and forty-four million dollars, and they're <laughs> eight they games suck. eight games below five hundred <laughs> as we sit here this morning. Not. Much bang for the buck, right there. Not much bang for the buck. Um, and he's I had like, about an hour long conversation about the Mets with my. I've mentioned him before. One of my one of my friends. He's watched. He told me yesterday he's watched seventy six of the seventy nine Mets games from innings one through nine this year. I was like, Are you trying to make oh, yourself depressed, dude? Those are that's time life. in your life you can't get back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Never can that one hour conversation talking about the Mets. I, you I know. can never get that I back. Such a, True fan just, though. Just I was really just making fun of him the whole time. Yeah, it's good to be a Rangers. It's hard. Fan. I mean, yeah, that shows you. You got to. You know, money doesn't equal wins. We know that. Well, uh, that's a question because I have a huge buck off as well for the NCAA uh, for the week because of. <laughs> Look, let me. I shouldn't even buck them off. The the memo that they sent to all schools had to be sent. You know, with, with the new legislation going in uh, here in the state of Texas, and some other states have loosened rules and made NIL opportunities more favorable to schools and student athletes. Uh, we know that, and it. And as I said, when we talked about it with the lawyers who helped write the legislation, thank you, Nick, for hooking me up, hooking us up with with Trenton Halfley because we had him on earlier in the week. You know, they've written the law in the state. That is against the rules of the NCAA. Like so, they wrote, they made a law, knowingly <laughs> violates the rules of the NCAA, uh, which is tells you just how impotent they know the NCAA is. So the NCAA put out the memo saying, "Hey, hey, y'all, it doesn't matter what state you're in and what the laws are. You need to abide by our rules because you're a you're a volunteer member of our organization. Don't forget, we trump them. 
well, we'll see what Texas and Texas A&M and other schools do. You're close with the Texas One Fund, Nick, and you run the Clarkfield Cooperative. How do you think the school and University of Texas will respond and is there any way to know how this is going to play out? Yeah, it's it's super fascinating, especially after reading that. It's a I, I see it I see both sides of it honestly because I think it you know, it's a what a dangerous thing to say as an organization to say our rules are more important than, you know, the state law. It's a it's a tough tough game to play, but also on on the other side of it, you you know, members of the groups that are they opt into the NCA, so you agree to be there and agree to be governed by their rules. So I see both sides of it. I think it'll be fascinating to see what happens next and it, who's who makes the first move in this. Is it, it you know do do universities just say hey we're going for it like we're we're going with the state law that's what we're doing or do they say we're going to step back and let you know let other people play that game for us. So I think it'll be a fascinating thing to watch how it plays out and I think you know we'll start to see it pretty quickly since July 1st is what is that Saturday? That's Saturday. Yeah, so it's that's the it's, day it goes in. It, we'll know a lot more then, but I think it, it, I'm very interested to see who makes the first move there. Remember, uh, there's a lot of steps here, a lot of you know dots to connect. But I will say that you know we did have Trenton Halfley on the show this week, the attorney um, with the firm that helped you know craft this legislation, and then it got pushed through and signed by the governor. He, I texted him when this memo was revealed from the NCAA to all the schools about what do you make of this, and he wrote me back on a text. As first, the NCAA has said this before; it's not new. Second, the NCAA clearly used the word permissive to avoid going too far into what they will actually challenge. Because, um, again, legalese and lawyers speak, but permissive is a different word than you can't do this or we will do this. Like, if you do not follow our rules, this is, will be the repercussions. They didn't go that far. They just made it a very sternly worded memo, but really no teeth in it. And it says it will be interesting to see if the NCAA actually enforces this after July 1, and if they do, how schools and collectives will respond. That'll be the next step. So... And remember, the NCAA, when they went in front of Congress to lobby for federal help to f- create a unified nationwide rule applying to NL- NIL, the, one of the clear things, they had three specific goals. One of them was legal protection. They, they want the U.S. Fed and the federal government to protect them from lawsuits, which then would allow them to act, because one of the reasons they won't challenge this is it'll lose in court, <laughs> right? Yep. It, 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 you know, remember the... Uh, John Ruiz, who's the big money booster at the University of Miami, who's a lawyer himself and a litigator himself. When remember Miami he helped stockpile their basketball team that made a Final Four run, he's the big money behind what they're doing. And he was asked about this and said, look, if the NCAA tries to challenge us, sue me. We're ready. Yeah. Let's go. And he's got the funds. <laughs> and, yes, and that's where the NCAA is, right? They're hemorrhaging on lawsuits, and so they can't, they can't afford to fight these anymore, and they, they've been losing. And, of course, the, the precedent set by the Supreme Court in the 9 nothing you know, vote or ruling. Yeah, unanimous, unanimous which, is, which is rare. About that their amateurism <laughs> model is a sham, essentially. Uh, this makes this difficult. And so now it's the free market versus rules and uh, a, a stare down coming. But just uh, look, obviously, if the NCAA at some point, if, the, if the, the federal government writes legislation that gives them legal protection, then they will start enforcing by their own rules and not care what the states are doing. But obviously the federal legislation would, would trump state law in a lot of ways. This thing is a mess. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to be fascinating, like I said, to watch it play out. And I think you've got a couple things, like you've got states versus federal on some of this. You've got NCAA versus states. And, and just you know going back to that Supreme Court 
ruling. It was it was unanimous, and a lot of it, a lot of the reason I think things have been quiet is because nobody wants to make the first move there, and the NCAA doesn't want to push too hard on something because they don't want the the feds to step in. But also now they're calling for the feds to step in on on some of this. So it's it, a mess is the right word. It's gonna it's gonna be fascinating to watch it play out. Says my homeowners association has more teeth than the NCAA right now. <laughs> that's probably true, and that's why they want that legal protection to give them more teeth and to more support from the the feds. And we'll see, uh, stare down coming. But again, you know, the state of Texas is going to do what's best for the schools in their state while it's available. I think that would be the way to, to look at it. Is it a you know, is it is it a way to gain a competitive advantage for the schools? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, some will call it a slush fund and for athletes. Well, look, I mean, if you're going to make it legal, this is a way to raise money uh, for NIL opportunities. And you are knee-deep in the NIL opportunities with these players. And the thing I've learned from you, and I think you've talked to our audience the most, is just how impactful it can be for the players. You helped us get Diamante Tucker-Dorsey in here yesterday. Huge buck on to Tuck. He was great yesterday, as you you predicted he would be. I mean, these these connections that are being made, the, uh, the ability to meet powerful people and important people for for the student athletes in all sports that aren't going to go professional is a huge opportunity and this is creating that yes there's there's bumps in the road along the way but overall i think it's such a such a great thing for student athletes yeah and and sadly in this the a lot of the media tends to focus on these large numbers that are thrown out those are the articles you read and it makes it it seem like this like all of it looks like that and that's not at all the case when you start to understand that you know, some of these players have families, they have, they have children, they have things like NIL is actually helping them and changing their life. And, and like folks like, uh, like Tuck who, who've gotten opportunities and just the, the ability to connect them to businesses. There's so much good happening. And I don't feel like a lot of those stories tend to bubble to the top. So, you know, we do our best to push those out there as well, but it is, it's, it's, a uh, I mean, it's important. And the, these kids, you know, now that that that's out there, they should be able to take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. Like that, they're th- these are important athletes in the community. They're important, you know, mentors, role models. And I, I said that before that you know when I was in fifth grade, you couldn't have told me Terrence Wrencher wasn't the most important athlete in the entire world. But <laughs> you know, to a lot of people in the world, they didn't know who he was. And there's you know there's a number twelve player on the volleyball team who's a hero to somebody, and that means something. And I think it's how, how do we help those those athletes take advantage of that and figure out how to you know make money off of that. Well, it's a finite amount of time in their lives, right? Correct. And it's you know Tuck came here for one year from James Madison and found a career for himself. Yeah, and he was selling cutlery as yep. he told us, cut co knives during <laughs> COVID. And uh, you know he's a five ten linebacker. He's, his NFL career probably. Not optimal, uh, but that's that's a great thing. Uh, look, a lot of people criticize. You know, who's the uh, Jordy Ball, the Oklahoma softball pitcher, who won two national championships, helped Oklahoma to two championships, and she was their best player. She transferred back to Nebraska, her home state. And look, is it is it greedy or what? But she's saying, look, I can capitalize on my finite opportunity because in the state of Nebraska, I'm a big deal. And yeah. in my hometown, I'm a really big deal. I'm the third biggest thing going on in Nebraska. <laughs> well, right, right. And, but that'll, two years from now, that'll be over. But right? and, and look at it. I mean, a perfect, perfect case is think about um, Drew Timmy on Gonzaga. Like that kid, when, when I went to the game when Texas played at Gonzaga, and he was on like three TV commercials. He's the biggest thing in Spokane, right? And look what happens on draft day. He doesn't get drafted. He, like his funds are, you know, I don't know that they're going to go down because I think he's going to find a good place in Europe or, or some, or, you know, as a two-way or G League player. Or, uh, but 
Like that, he he needs to capitalize on those opportunities while he's there. He's the most famous person in that town, and and these athletes have that moment where they can, where people want to meet with them, people want to talk. Yeah, they're the ones selling the tickets. They're the ones. One hundred percent. That's. It's not this. The, yes, there's a lot of people that will go see UT sporting event just because it's UT, and I get that. But when you start selling out crowds in UT with sixty-eight thousand plus season tickets for football, uh, they're coming to watch players play. Yep. Uh, and they're coming to to see the best players, and that's what recruiting is all about. But to the to the lady that the transferred to Nebraska in softball, they don't pay well in professional softball. There's not like some hugely lucrative beyond college for for softball players. Maybe someday there will be. I know there's there's growing leagues, but right now, you know, it's a low paying employment opportunity to play women's softball beyond college. So while you're there, if you and she probably could have cashed in at Oklahoma, but or a little bit, but she's going to do better at Nebraska, and she's yep. going to be able to play for her home school and cash in. Let's be honest. That's what we, as Tuck said yesterday, look, I go to. we all went to college to be able to have a career, right? If you're paying, like I did, to go to college, it was to be, to put myself in a position to have a better employment opportunity. Um, these for, for these young people right now might be their best earning dollar years, so why not give them the opportunity? That's been my argument for 25 years. I understand it comes with issues, and not because the NCAA and college sports was not built to, they were not forced for uh, working forward enough to build a, pl- a way to, to make this more um, structured and put some <laughs> some guardrails around it. That's that's not on the players. That's not the players' fault. Um, that's on the, the the people leading athletics and leading the NCAA. Shame on them uh, for for getting here. But same time, don't fault the players. And, and you're on the ground level on the on the ground working with these these young people. And you've been amazed by not just football players or the names you would know on the basketball team. It's 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 the it's all athletes in all sports that are getting this opportunity. Yeah, and uh, a perfect example is last night at, at the Little Yachty show. I saw uh, Logan Eggleston is back in town, who was the you know the the like basically one of the top volleyball players in the entire country. Well, she ended up going pro, you know, won the national championship with Texas. And her first thing she said to me when she saw me is, she's like, "How can we help? How can we start?" You know, get it, like getting more opportunities for you know for the volleyball team, for the volleyball players, and, and these types of things because the, you know these kids will, these kids impress me every single day. It's not just it's not just you know me me me. It's like how can we help the team? How can we get these things going? And I think I think it's you know like I said, every all the coverage of this stuff is the you know the, the multi negative. the multi million dollar deals or these things. But you've got you know you've got all these great we've got the most amazing volleyball team in the country. Right. And so we've worked actively to get them opportunities and trying to find ways to, you know, to help get those, those women out there. And so I, I think there's, there's a lot to be done and, and people who think that that, that that $5 or that a hundred dollars doesn't go somewhere. You'd be super surprised when we put an opportunity up that out to a team that says, Hey, this thing's for a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. Those things fill up instantly because that's real money. And it, I mean, you guys were in college once I was too, and that could have bought me a lot that's of a, Wendy's man. That's a night or two of drinking. There yeah. <laughs> I, I went to Wendy's, I went to nuggets, but you know, <laughs> well, these athletes, you know, they like to have fun too. <laughs> they do. Well, they're kids. Well, they're student athletes. They're young people. They're college students. Uh, but as you said, to wrap, bring this conversation full circle with Brad Stuber's buck on everything you guys do at one fund and Clark field. I mean, it's all centered around charities, charitable events. And, and, you know, that's, where these kids are not only getting to meet the Gary Kellers of the world and the, the titans of industry from the University of Texas, they're also getting to do good in our community. Yeah, and and like I said, like that, like think about it. we just had a we just had an amazing baseball team, right? Like that, the the amount the amount it takes to make a difference for the baseball team and the and those kids 
it, it isn't what you think it is. So, you know, that like when you have the chance to donate to the one fund or, you know, go to, go to texasonefund.org and, and get your, you know, get your monthly subscription to give, et cetera. It's, it's worth your time. And it's, it's, it, it gives you the chance to, to be able to be a part of, of something great. And you're making a big difference. I know people like are, are all saying, Oh, we need to give money. So we win. No, you're actually like changing people's lives too, with this money and the amount of charitable work they're doing. We've introduced these kids to so many charities in the community thanks to the Texas One Fund and, and the donations that people have given. So I, I think that that stuff, the, the, what's happening there is, is something great for the Austin community that's not only introducing the athletes to the community, but it's also tying them to charities and, and using that celebrity in that moment to really help promote those things and do some great things for for charitable causes. Well said. Well said. So, uh, uh, And then, you know, get involved with Brad Stuber and his laundry project, which would be pretty cool. And those are the kind of things that happen. I'm going to find out think, how to get a hold of him. <laughs> the only thing I can think of like it is uh, the Neighborhood Longhorns, right? The Neighborhood Longhorns has been a great program that we've supported for a long, long time here at the station, and I have, because it uses the, the, the athletes and the, the, the educated people at UT to help people on the east side stay on track in school. Get good grades, give them a benefit, you know, bonuses when they do tickets and things, and you know it's such a great program. But again, it's using the power of a tremendously powerful university to do good, right? To then the people on the campus to do good things, and that's what you guys are doing. And yes, is it to win football games or win baseball games or volleyball games? Sure, that's 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 a subplot to it. But you're on the ground with with the really really good stories that are happening uh, all through Austin, Texas. All right, we'll come back, pick up your buck-ons and buck-offs. Also, Ty's uh, night of drinking will uh, continue tonight, apparently. Uh, we'll get you details on that. It's being on the horn. Summer in Texas, and everybody's talking about Coke Fest 2023. And this year's lineup is the hottest ever. Two days of fun dancing in the best Friday and Saturday of live music you'll get for the price of a ticket. August 4th and 5th in Hutta. Saturday, it's John Party. Working on the night shift, baby. Grab your tickets before they're gone at CokeFest.com. CokeFest.com. Sunny days are ahead as Ironworkers Local 482 Union is hiring 3,000 people right now for a huge new project. Maximize your potential today by applying at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. Exaggerated delays now on the southbound side of the interstate as you are bumper to bumper from 290 toward the decks near MLK. A reported wreck there blocking at least one lane of traffic. Now further north from there in the Round Rock area, yep, got a little slow traffic, toll 130, I-35, but uh, really not looking too bad as we check south of there, northbound on the interstate. You know, folks, it's still pretty slow uh, from William Cannon to Stasty and then Old Torf to Cesar Chavez. And uh, we're checking out uh, Loop 360, Capital Texas Highway. Northbound is slow waltz tarleton toward lost creek and north of there as well so folks we still have those delays here in the nine o'clock hour south first just south of ben white uh, you've got an injury crash there i'm don miller and that is your traffic Greg White for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. We're about to get into our hottest season. We all know that's when higher power bills start arriving. Be prepared and save money this summer with a new Timberline solar shingle roof. Or maybe you already have a solar system, but no backup battery. Well, then you're wasting money. With a backup battery, you're able to use all of the power you make instead of giving it back to the power company. Trust your roofing and solar needs to the experts at Divided Sky Roofing and Solar. DividedSkyAustin.com, 512-995-ROOF, TEC license number 37397. 
Don't miss the sizzling summer sale going on now at Crestview RV. Every new RV marked down for summer fun. Crestview RV in Buda, I-35 South, exit 220 next to Cabela's, and in Georgetown, I-35 North, exit 268. Online anytime at CrestviewRV.com. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Davis. Bud Light has always been my choice because it turns good times into great times. So if you want to get the good times going, just keep the Bud Light flowing, and there'll be plenty of Bud Light flowing at Coke Fest, August 4th through the 5th in Hutto, and at the Moody Center, especially when Il Enium hits the stage. June 30th and Blink 182 on July 7th and they'll have the Bud Light flowing when Slightly Stupid takes the stage July 22nd at the Germania Insurance Amphitheater at Coda. Bud Light made for Texans by Texans brewed deep in the heart of Texas and proud of Your garage door won't go up or down so give us a call. We're all over town. I promise to you is honest and fair. The real Cedar Park overhead doors. Is it time to spruce up your home's exterior? Boost your home's curb appeal with a new garage door designed to fit your style and taste. For more than 30 years, Cedar Park Overhead Doors has been repairing, replacing, and securing homes all across Central Texas. Check out our online showroom for inspiration on your garage door. Garage door problems? We'll fix it today. We're available 24-7 when you need it fixed right the first time. From springs to openers, call the real Cedar Park Overhead Doors. They'll get it right and treat you fair. Here for you 24 hours a day at 335-7441 and online anytime at cedarparkgaragedoors.com. We work really hard while the other guy snores. Happy customers, we have more. We'll get it right and we'll get the job done. We're Cedar Park Overhead Doors. 335-7441. <laughs> It's Bucky and Eric. A lot of uh, top conversations this morning. Rarest things and feats in sports has been a debate with the uh, perfect game thrown last night by Yankees right-hander Domingo Herman. Only the 24th in the history of Major League Baseball, the first in a dozen years. And uh, as we, the, the, it's like the longest stretch between uh, perfect games. This 12-year stretch. Uh, the last time there was one longer was uh, between Catfish Hunter in 1968 for the Oakland A's and uh, Len Barker of the Cleveland Indians in 1981. Now, there was a gap. How about this? this is how rare a perfect game is there, uh, Nick Shuley. Um, so in 1922, someone named Charlie Robertson threw a no a perfect game for the White Sox against the Detroit Tigers. And there wasn't a perfect game thrown again until Don Larson did it in 1956 some 40 years later uh, in the Game 5 of the World Series, which is still one of the great sports achievements of all time, a perfect game in a championship-level game, Insane. the World Series. And the game time, 2.06, two hours and six minutes to play that <laughs> World Series game when it was 17, or 27 up and 27 down. And that's one thing, when you look at the list of all-time perfect games, the game time, every one of them <laughs> uh, are just, you know, Tom Browning, Cincinnati, 1988, one hour, 51 minutes. Uh, Kenny Rogers, the Rangers, perfect game. The Roaster in uh, 1994, two hours, eight minutes. They go quick. But David Wells with the hangover game on a Sunday afternoon at Yankee Stadium, two hours, 40 minutes. Two hours. He was lagging. Yeah, his teammate David Cohn threw the perfecto one year later. How about David Wells, 98, David Cohn, 99. I wonder if he went to extra innings. Ooh, like if, they, if, they, if the other team, or if, uh, if your own team couldn't put up any runs. Uh, last night's game time for Domingo Herman two hours thirty minutes. That was a long one for yeah comparatively. For comparatively, Nick Shuley is with us. Good stuff. By the way, I looked up because you were we talked about Brad Stuber as the Buck on of the week would be nominated for the the uh, sports humanitarian of the year, the Muhammad Ali Award at the ESPYS next month. And gosh, this laundromat probably so the 
Brad Stuver has started, he and his wife have started something called Austin Laundry Project. And boy, what a what a cause. He says the laundry product uh, project in partnership with Brad Stuver, goalkeeper for the Austin FC, to bring dignity and empowerment through clean laundry. That's something that is so off the nose you wouldn't think about, but when you read it, it makes perfect sense. Um, during this time of crisis, it's more important than ever that we are we are serving those who are struggling. Laundry projects assist lower-income families with meeting basic needs of washing their clothes and linens, and they turn laundry mats into community centers of hope. Uh, so the, you, while you're doing your laundry, which maybe you haven't done for a while, um, <laughs> for, your, for you and your children, uh, you can meet with volunteers who assist not just with your laundry, but also you know with other things that you've got going on, health and wellness, um, you know, general needs. I mean, what a what a great cause! So, oh, this is this is so cool. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, first off, I'm gonna go donate. But I already texted my guy Chris Quinn at the uh, at Austin FC, and he's putting me in touch with with uh, Brad because I and his wife because I wanna I wanna figure out how to be a part of this. This is so cool. It's such it's such a great idea, and it is something that you don't think about being an important thing. But that it's it, that is it's such an expense, oh. and it's such a hard thing to you know when especially when you're struggling. Well, just think about just the the logic to it, right? That that not a lot of people. I don't know a lot many people that go to laundromats anymore, but to use the laundromat, which is already built in there, as a community center <laughs> and a place to you know, get some air conditioning and get your clothes washed, but also finding some some basic services. I mean, that's that's big time. That's a great idea. So that's why Brad Stuber has been nominated for the second year in a row. Uh, maybe wins it this year. Albert Pujols won that award last year. We need to figure out how to vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I mean, it, you know, in a perfect people, there would you start more do more of these things and see he's got uh his his but you could do more of this and it just makes perfect sense so uh donate where you can uh also uh we have talked about hangover performances best hangover performance <laughs> ty told the story after 18 tequila shots he played his best basketball game in high school hit think, the game winner I think today has been one of my better hangover performances thank you very show. much thank you very much that is exactly right you're doing great man i'm pretty impressed man you were straight tequila last night man yeah, i'm telling you, I'm, <laughs> i might have figured something out I, yeah. i've known that but it just—it's it, always better not to mix drinks. I tell time. you, I was drinking the fruitiest oh, mezcal sugar. tequila. No, it was like coconut water. Sugar will always this. get you. That's oh, what gives you the that's headache. The, that's it's all the, the sugar. Bad. Do you remember calling me last night, Ty? Oh yeah. no, he, he called. He called me to say thank you. So, but I was just making sure. Yeah, no, I just want to say thanks. <laughs> I know. No, I appreciate it. I, was, I wasn't. I was wondering how deep you were at that point. <laughs> well, I was. I was slowing down. And I admittedly was already at P. Terry's. Yeah, I was like, "Where are you at?" Like, <laughs> I was to say bye. Like, see you before I go and. And he's like, oh, I'm at, I'm at P. Terry's. My girlfriend and her that. friend were like, uh, uh, we want to go to P. Terry's. I was like, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it says, rare things to happen in sports, Texas A&M winning in anything. Oh, man. See, that's a <laughs> shot across the bow. Thank you very much, CB. Uh, and somebody said, E, it's forward, not forward. Yeah, I did tend to not pronounce the R when I say forward. I kind of spell it F-A-W. <laughs> forward. R-D. That's a, just a little linguistic thing I've got going. Is that the Ohio in you? I guess my my, my aunt uh, my my godmother Aunt Patty she says warsh and, and milk. My mom says it too. She's from Washington and she says Washington. Yeah. yeah, warsh, and she can't say wash. I'm like Aunt Patty's wash, but then I say forward. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, also, what does she say? She says milk. She can't say milk. She says milk. Milk. An M E. Hey, uh, pretty big story or developing story. We know that the uh, the PGA Tour's merger with Live Golf, or not, well, not with Live Golf, with the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. More reporting on that coming out. And of course, the PGA Tour has an event this week in Detroit. It's the Rocket Rocket Mortgage event, and uh, 
Uh, of course, Jay Monahan's down with his ailment. I think a lot of people think it was a minor heart attack that he dealt with right before the U.S. Open. Uh, so Tyler Dennis and Ron Prince, our price, are, are running the PJ Tour right now. Uh, Chief Operating Officer and another one of their top top guys is Ron Price. So they were talking with Sports Illustrated ahead of this event this week, and they it's a, it's a pretty interesting article at Sports Illustrated. They wanted to clarify some of the things that are being said out there. And they continue to trumpet the idea that the PGA Tour, when this agreement is, if it is approved, and I would say this, if it doesn't get approved, the PGA Tour is in a world of trouble if this gets knocked down by the DOJ or it's it's not approved by the Players Board. But I think the players are going to approve it. Uh, the question will be the you know the, the congressional hearings and DOJ. But uh, the PGA Tour says they're still going to be in full control of men's golf and the, the, you know, the golf in the world and the DP World Tour. That, again, all that the Saudi Investment Fund wanted, and Yasser there, uh, he, he, Yasser, they just wanted – to invest and be a part of global golf. And, of course, the Live Tour became their their wedge and their means to disrupt enough to get where they wanted. I know a lot of people don't believe it. And I would say this. If they're going to be the number one funder of the PGA Tour, at some level they're the boss, right? But the, the, the current bosses are saying, no, that was a huge part of this agreement, that the PGA Tour remains in control of global golf. Uh, obviously, things can change. But the deal, and because remember, the deal was sent. It's been leaked It's a, they, they, because the Congress asked for the entire – language in the deal and that's been revealed you can go read the whole thing and in it it says pj tour is re, you know will we'll take control of golf uh now we'll we we have the right of first refusal on the money and that's the, the saudi fund uh so we'll see i think it's a it's an interesting because again if they're funding it the then they're really the boss at the yeah, end of the day. Money has influence. Money and, buys influence. And, and if you don't think so, then – but if it's in the contract, then we're still in charge. But uh, we'll see. I, I thought that was interesting. And we'll, we're all waiting until the end of the golf year, which is coming, right? They'll have the you know, the, the uh, FedEx Cup and the race for it after the Open Championship here in July. And then you know, big decisions will be made into whatever the, the off season that they have into 2024 is when – you know the, the new deal, if it's approved, is supposed to take take shape. Uh, so we'll follow that. And of course, a lot of people believe the Live Tour will be collapsed and folded back into the PGA Tour. On you know, if the PGA Tour is in control, then that's going to be the direction they want to bring everybody back together and find a way. I'll also give a buck on to uh, Austin's Sergio Garcia. I think this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, Sergio's been one of the the main faces of Live and writing his move into the Live Tour. He's then uh, they're playing. That Liv is actually playing an event this weekend in Spain, at uh, Valderrama, one of the most beautiful golf courses in the world. But you know, he, he was asked at about, and I'll actually play this for you. He was asked at a uh, at a press conference leading up to their event at Liv about the U.S. Open, and he said, you know, I didn't play great, but I did get to 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 make to re- rekindle a friendship with a good friend of mine. Uh, and he, so he and Rory McIlroy had a big falling out. Obviously, in the wake of this, they're teammates on uh, many, many a Ryder Cup. And uh, let's hear, I sent you this, tie. let's hear Sergio Garcia speaking about gaining a friend back. And that was a, a really good experience with the U.S. Open. It's Bucky and Aaron. Indeed, no Buck again, but it's Bucky's birthday. So happy birthday to the Buck. Hope he's enjoying his day and his week. And uh, hope everyone is. If you see the Buck or uh, have access to him, give him a happy birthday. Shout out today on uh, this 29th of June. 
Uh, tomorrow morning, Mike Craven will be in the house with me from Dave Campbell's Texas Football, also my co-host on the newest in all the editions, but the newest one is out, the Eyes on Texas Multicast. He and I record every week talking Texas football, Texas athletics. It's available on the YouTube page at Dave Campbell's. Also, the Horns YouTube page uh, holds it and houses it. You can also find it on iTunes and Spotify. I just want to listen to it. If you watch it, we've got cameras and you can see it. And uh, Good conversations with Mike Craven this week about the Big 12, the Longhorns, and what's to come. About an hour long. Thanks to all our founding partners as well with that. That's the Eyes on Texas Multicast, and Mike will be in here tomorrow with us. Thank you to Nick Shuley for being in here with us today. Uh, he joined us in the 7 o'clock hour and has rode all the way to the end. Nick, of course, the president of the Austin Music Movement. And you can learn more about Nick at nickshuley.com. You're pretty cool when you have your own website. <laughs> Who took that cool picture of you on your website? That's good. Man, I don't even remember. I need to update that site. I think it's been about uh, five years or so. <laughs> My hair's a lot more brown in that picture. Yeah, we will, we'll have to have you back in for sure uh, when the buck's out again because uh, you've done so much. I mean, you worked with Lance Armstrong. You worked with Bo Jackson because you're 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 a marketing guy. You're a connector. Yeah, yeah that's that's connecting's probably my my strongest talent. I would say besides mini hoop. Mini hoop. Yeah, you're the ba- <laughs> we learned you're the best bar mini hoop player in Austin, Texas. You will challenge, take on any challenge. You can only really monetize one of those. I think <laughs> you're like the Ted Lasso with the dart game, right? The dart dart challenge or Ty. Ty, what's your best beer beer game? Bar bar game bar beer game. Uh, I used to be really Ski good ball. At- I used to be really good at beer pong. Beer pong. No, no, but yeah, like I said earlier, I that's mean, a skill. one of my greatest talents in life is uh, you, I'm still really good at it, but in my heyday, I could chug a beer and like before you snap your fingers. You, you, so you won many a beer chugging contest. Yeah, I'll probably be chugging some beer tonight. I, don't, I never <laughs> got into the competition side of the beer chugging. I could chug a beer, though. I was pretty good at the beer pong thing. And don't, if my mom's listening, don't. Um, shotgunning. That's, I was never hmm. big on the whole shotgunning thing, but uh, it's air all about airflow. It is all about airflow. You got to <laughs> let it, let her go, let her go. That's what she said. Okay, so uh, also he. Uh, <laughs> now we, I knew I would get a Lance Armstrong tweet or two, or text or two. <laughs> you worked with Lance. It wasn't your fault, right? You just did some marketing for the for the for the guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a good hang, man. He is is a he good really? hang. He's a good hang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Ty tonight. Ty, you'll be it's, it's Thursday, so you're going to be where to this evening? Consuming? I'll probably be at Deep Eddie. Deep Eddie, the cabaret. Drinking it's some Dos Equis. Legendary. Features. The best. I own a lot of their merch from some late nights where I've I decided I need more merch. <laughs> you know. I buy every one of their hats. I don't know. You also said the uh, the proprietors there of Deep Eddie are listeners of the horn. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, the, the bartenders. Yes. They, they tune in. Yeah, no, actually, uh, Will, who owns that, Will Bridges, is one of the owners. Uh, also, the TCU guy, right? Yeah, he owns Antones, and do, he's done a lot for music. I watched too. a TCU game with him and Johnny Rogers there one time. Oh, man. In the yeah. middle of the day. when D, You know, Deep Eddie in the middle of the day. Is, you know, it's, it's What's happening desolate. there? Day drinking? There's uh, a no. lot of the regulars are there. Yeah, dude, it's a fun. Like, there's a fun hang if you go there early and talk to some of the folks oh, that you, have been going there for years. If you can get a table on a Thursday night. It's all about the real estate game in there. Oh, you got to get in there early. Fill up fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Ty. Enjoy that tonight. I will not be at the Deep Betty Cabaret this evening. Uh, but yes, Nick, thanks so much, man. And um, any any uh, any plans for you this weekend? What are you doing for the fourth? Uh, I'm laying low. I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of town next week for a little bit. So I, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'll probably lay low this weekend and, you know, just hang. <laughs> Hanging's good. Probably go to a couple shows, honestly. Okay. Well, live music. You gave us a live music roadmap yesterday, so get out and see some great live music. Also, uh, we'll keep an eye on Austin FC. Major news swirling that uh, from an Italian soccer journalist, Fabrizio Romano, uh, reported yesterday that Rodolfo Burrell, the current assistant manager for the European Premier League power Manchester City, 
is about to be in line to be the Austin FC sporting director to replace Claudio Reyna. What a ridiculous story that was with Reyna and his wife and their, their son Gio. Uh, but they've been running without a general manager essentially since January, and now they're going to have a full-time guy coming in. I think it's a good move. This, this guy's a hitter. Well, and we talked with uh, Eric Goodman from the Austin Chronicle in the 7 o'clock hour this morning, and he, he said this is about as good as a home run hire as you can get. Coming from Man City, where he was the second in command under what he called the Nick Saban of your Premier League soccer coach. He also was, was Lionel Messi's first coach in his development at Barcelona. Uh, so, yeah, this, is, this could be a real big hire yeah, I'm for excited Austin about FC. that one. Uh, also, um, we keep an eye on today the uh, – Rangers play this afternoon. You got a little day baseball in, in Arlington. Astros play tonight. And, of course, the Lone Star Series this weekend, four games with those two. So if you missed anything, any part of our show, all the guests, all the conversation, find it at hornfm.com. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you there.